Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Being a loyal listener is like being part of an exclusive club or a really weird cult. A tradition better than Sunday dinner with the family. Coming to you live from Atlanta, it's the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. A really weird cult. Could sort of be like that. John Kincaid Show, CBS Sports Radio. I'm coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. If you want to see your loan options, adjust payments and closing costs online in real time, Rocket can. Rocket can. It really can. Love that. By the way, the uh, gentleman said is he's Brandon from Pennsylvania. There you go. Hi, Brandon from Pennsylvania. It's always good if you do that. That'd be nice of you. Just put your name to things. We're going to put our name to our NFL picks coming up. Anthony, you ready to declare a Super Bowl champion? Tell everybody who's going to win the playoff games and everything yes, coming sir. up. Yes, sir. All right, we're going to get to that coming up here on the show. Hang on for like another five minutes. i got a couple calls I want to get to. My buddy Ramon in Indianapolis joins us. Ramon, you're on the John Kincaid Show, CBS Sports Radio. Good morning. How are you? How are you doing, uh, John? And uh, Thanks for my call. And, uh, no problem, buddy. I'll be brief. Thank you. You know, I, I'll be brief because I, I know you got a uh, lot of stuff to do. Um, as a middle 50s African-American male born in Gary, Indiana, who was a four-star <laughs> athlete in high school, Played uh, a little college baseball, single A for the White Sox. Sports has always been in our blood. But I remember that period of time from Muhammad Ali. Uh, I was just born in 66, so I don't remember uh, Russell and uh, what went on with that thing there. But I do remember uh, the stress and strife of the late 60s, the 70s, Reagan uh, in the 80s, Iran, country. Sports and life does not separate. I understand the woman's conversation, but I didn't, I didn't hear anybody complaining when Tim Tebow took a knee all the time for his cause. And I'm not a Christian. I don't berate no one's religion. But I'm not a Christian. Why is his religion thrown up all of my face every time I watch football? Let me ask you something. I love, I love Tim Tebow. I think he's a fighter. I love him. Wait a minute, though. Ramon, wait a minute. Let's have a conversation. I'm a year older than you. So I'm a year older than you just for context. Tell me about the 80s and Ronald Reagan. Broke and Iran Contra? Steel mills. 
broke my yeah, but no, no. What did that have to do with the, N- took the NBA? The NBA controllers. No, no. The NBA. Ramon. 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 The NBA. Ramon. The NBA did. There's nothing in the '80s. Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Julia Serving. The, the there's there was no political strife in the NBA in the '80s ever. No, I'm ever. not talking about the, the political strife in the NBA. I'm talking about the life never changed. Athletes well, guess, were not as conscious in the '80s as they were in the '60s. They 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 took a they took a back seat. But you got to remember, right now, Sterling Brown got beat up last year. Stavo Cephalosha's got his leg broke by the New York police. Uh, Anquan Bowden's uh, cousin was killed in New Orleans. Uh, Stephen Jackson knew George Floyd. These things are touching them. You know, and Ramon, that's all, guess what? That's awesome. And guess what? It's awesome that they found a voice and they use a stage. But the game itself, I will continue to disagree. When I'm watching the game, I before the game you want to do it? After the game, you want to do it? I'm all for it. I think it's, I think peaceful protest to me, you've never found a bigger supporter of that in the world than me. I think I love political discourse and I love people having a voice. But I'm not there if I'm watching a baseball game, if I'm watching a football game. During the game, I'm there for that. And that's just where I don't want any message squelched. But during the game, that's not what I'm there for. And I appreciate your call, but that's not what I'm consuming. Let me get to T.A. in Richmond. T.A., what's going on this morning? Good morning, J.K. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right, T.A. What's up, buddy? Hey, I uh, just wanted to call in. I had a, an opinion that I sure. want to answer. It's cool. And then I have an, uh, an actual sports question after that as well. Sure, go for uh, it. So when people, I guess, I'm kind of lost a little bit, not fully, but when people say they're not going to watch the sport anymore. Um, That's crazy. Kind of it's <laughs> like, do you really care about the sport? And then from there, my question goes into, like, I'm assuming, based on the conversation, these people are saying that they're not watching because they're patriots. My thing is, if you're a real patriot and your fellow countrymen who are less different than you is having an outcry about something, would you, why do you not really care? Not particularly to you, but like, just like. No, T.A., let me, t- first of all, T.A., that you'll, they'll never, I'm one of the sheep. They're never going to hear me say I'm not watching or I'm turning <laughs> it off. Now, now p- turning off a show like College Game Day. When it becomes too 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 much, yes, I can do that. But the game itself, no, I'm not turning it off. But I will tell you this: if anyone's a, if anyone claims to be a patriot, and they are absolutely against, if they are part of the shut up and dribble crowd, they're right. not a patriot. They're not a patriot. Thank you. Because this entire this entire country this entire country is based on the fact that people came here for the ability to have a voice for the ability to voice opinions and to have contrary opinions and to be able to go back and forth on it. So uh, it drives me crazy when I hear that. Uh, there's, there's a talk show host. I'm not going to say his name. I'm not going to give him the credit. The idea of, no, you're a great American. No, you're a great American. No, you're a great American. That is such crap to me right. because cause I didn't, uh, I'm not black. I'm not Hispanic. I'm not Asian. I'm not a woman. I'm not... I don't consider I don't believe that there's levels of patriotism and more importantly in agreeing. And I'm very and I'm very I think we are born in a country of disagreement that thrives in the disagreement where it actually can cause positive change. And by the way, as bad as people try to make out America to be, and I love to say it, T.A., go look at the numbers every year. How many people are trying to get in here and how many people are trying to get out of here? We are the great. We are the greatest experiment in the world, and it's successful. And we'll work our way through this. And I appreciate your call because I got to run. Appreciate your call. Thank you, T. A. All right, 
Anthony, are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go. Let's play out the NFL playoffs for everyone. This may be uh, anticlimactic for some because you're finding out. First of all, you found out maybe your team isn't even in. And again, I'll recap. Let's do AFC first. The Ravens, the top seed, will have the bye week. Because I don't think as much of their division. But then you've got the Bills, Chiefs, Titans, Colts, Texans, Steelers is mine. So my first round matchups in the AFC. I have the Bills over the Steelers. The Chiefs over the Texans. And then the Colts upsetting the Titans. So I have the Colts going to the second round, the divisional round of the AFC playoffs. Where I have the Ravens dispatching of the Colts. And I have the Bills at home defeating the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs in the divisional round. And in the AFC championship game, I have the Buffalo Bills advancing to Super Bowl 55. Anthony, play it out for me. Who's showing up in the Super Bowl out of the AFC? All right, so in the AFC, my first-round matchups, we have the Chiefs against the Raiders with the Chiefs coming out on top. I have the Bills defeating the uh, New England Patriots okay. and then the Pittsburgh Steelers moving on as they defeat the Houston Texans. So, well, they upset. Do they upset the Texans? They're upsetting yeah. the Texans. So oh, I wow. have so Baltimore like- versus Pittsburgh in the next round with the Ravens advancing to the okay. AFC title game. And then I have Kansas City and Buffalo with Buffalo getting the win over the Chiefs, and they will take on the Ravens in the AFC title game with the Baltimore Ravens prevailing and moving on to the Super Bowl in Tampa Bay. So you and I both have the Ravens and the Bills in the AFC championship game. So we took a different path to get there, but both of us have Bills-Ravens AFC championship game. You have the Ravens going to the Super Bowl. I have the Bills going. Let's go to the NFC. Vikings were my number one seed. So I have the two-seed 49ers taking on the Falcons. They'll beat the Falcons. I have the three-seed Eagles beating the Seahawks when it matters and winning. And then I have the Dallas Cowboys upsetting the New Orleans Saints. So the Cowboys advance to the next round. In the divisional playoffs, the top-seed Vikings beat the Cowboys. And the two-seed 49ers squelch the Eagles. So my NFC championship game is the Vikings and the 49ers and the Vikings will go to Super Bowl 55 in my Super Bowl Vikings Bills. Tell me who your Super Bowl matchup is. Go through the NFC. All right. So my number one seed in the NFC was Seattle. So my first round matchups, I have New Orleans and Tampa Bay two versus seven. And I have an upset here. Tampa? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. They are beating New Orleans to move on. And then I have another upset in this wow. next matchup. I'm taking the Rams over the Cowboys wow. in the three and six. So the Rams are moving on to the wow. next round. And then my last first-round matchup, Green Bay and San Francisco. I have the 49ers knocking out the Packers. So okay. next round, second round, we have Seattle versus Tampa Bay. It ends here for the Buccaneers. I have Seattle advancing the one seed to the NFC title game. San Francisco versus the Rams. I have the Rams again winning. Another wow. win for wow. L.A. L.A. is going to the NFC title game to take on Seattle 
But again, it ends here for them as the number one seed Seahawks prevail. They're going to the Super Bowl to take on the Ravens. So you have Seahawks-Ravens Super Bowl, and I have Vikings-Bills Super Bowl. And I saw one of the greatest moments of my entire life next to my daughter being born the the day I married my bride and my remission date from my second cancer. I'm putting it right there with it. I'm putting it right there with all of them. I saw my Eagles win a Super Bowl in Minnesota. And this year, I think the Viking fans finally have their dreams come true. I have the Vikings beating the Bills and the Vikings winning Super Bowl 55. Crazy. Craziest thing I've ever predicted. Anthony? Russell Wilson, he will get the other one. He will get number two. Russ gets two. Russ gets two. The one that he should have had already, he's going to get it now. Russell Wilson. So his third trip to the Super Bowl and his second time as a champion. I go Vikings, you go Seahawks. But we both love the Bills. We both love the Bills a lot, which I thought was uh, we're both doubling down on the Bills. Giving a lot of love to the Rams this year, I am. You really are. You really are. I know everybody just— I just feel like, you know, they were 9-7 last year. You know, it wasn't like they won four or five games last year. You know, they won—you know, they did win nine games. Well, they did. That's a very talented roster. And you have a coach. You know what I, why I don't like the Rams pick? Because I hate their offensive line. I think they had a lot. They had a lot of injuries last they year. They did. They you did. You know, Goff had three different centers that were snapping him the football last year. And I wanted to put. I wanted to find a way to put the Eagles or the Cowboys because I think that they're paper thin apart. And I wanted to find a way to put one of them in the NFC Championship game, and I couldn't. I just couldn't. Just couldn't do it. So there you go. There's our NFL predictions for 2020. Uh, We play it out, and next Sunday, we'll have our first NFL Sunday here on the John Kincaid Show. And just so you know, four-hour edition of the John Kincaid Show Sundays. So check it on out. We will continue to be four hours, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern time. So we appreciate that. Uh, Chris in Alabama joins us. Chris, you're on the John Kincaid Show. Good morning. John Kincaid, I have to say, I understand where you come from. Okay. But you say that... You're just here for sports, and that indeed is fair. And I and I during I the game, you. during the game, during the game, I agree with yes. you. Yes, as well as though you can't you can't necessarily avoid issues that clearly we 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 are divided on. Like we all want to stand as one nation under, under God, but I mean, if there's just one soul that feels remiss to this to this to this vernacular, then I mean, that should be all it takes, and that should be that's really empathize with you. Like, sure, you just hear. Chris, wait, 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 wait a minute, though. Wait, 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 Chris, Chris, Chris. You can okay. empathize, and you can absolutely be quote unquote down with the cause, and you can still just want the games to be the games. LeBron James the games doesn't need the games, though. what. The games are the games, though. No, like, they aren't. Play. Have you wa- Have you watched the coverage? It is They're not. Played. Where's the issue? The like, game. The game. It's the coverage of it being in the game, being incorporated into the game. It's the discussions that's because, that's, that's in the because, game. Because, what? That's because literally, people, literally, people are starting to prioritize the fact that, like, 
sure, we're playing sports at the same time. We after we leave this court, we have to go on everyday life as an American citizen, just like you and me. Okay. And, and honestly, that's kind of what the issue is like. Well, wait a minute then. Okay, so then let's so bear with me here. So then when you go to Walmart, why would this be any different? When you go to a restaurant, why would this be any different? When you go to a movie, should we stop a movie in the middle and start talking about the issues of the day? No, there are times where we have to talk about the things that are important. And then there are times where people are looking for escape. That's why they call it entertainment. I'm saying you can't use sports entertainment as a safe space. Really, we can't. Not a safe space. It's not a safe space. No, because Muhammad Ali literally literally told straight how would I go go fight a war when I'm in my own country? And guess what? That is Muhammad, and Muhammad Ali can do that, and that's awesome, and he is a legend. And guess what? Then you know what the NBA players should do then? If that's the case, then they shouldn't play. They shouldn't play, right? If it's a, if we're going to bring Muhammad Ali into it, right? Then they shouldn't play. Then don't play the games because there are more and more there are more important that. things, right? I honestly believe that. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Maybe we should because honestly, I believe that. That's why I was a little behind Kyrie Irving when we first started. We shouldn't even playing because America doesn't deserve sports anymore because. We doesn't des- debate and politicize this. America doesn't deserve sports. Tell me this: does Does Europe deserve sports? I'm not, I mean, why, why are you bringing Europe into this? Because I'm saying because you said because you've brought America into it. Can I bring? Does England deserve? Does England deserve sports? We're does Italy? Does Italy? No, I'm asking. No, Europe I'm asking you. You said you said America doesn't deserve sports anymore. What are you talking about? So, so I mean, because guess what? Again, look at the world. And here's just what I'm going to challenge you with: is it look at the world? How many people are begging to come here, flooding here from every country on earth, begging, banging on the door, willing to try to get in illegally or legally to try to come here? And how many Americans are looking to leave? Yes, there are problems. And guess what? Yes, we have to fix them. We've got to fix them. But when you say, and we got, I got to run. I'm running up on time here. Appreciate your call. When you're talking about America doesn't deserve sports, that's garbage. It's garbage. That is absolutely a joke. And if you feel that, and if an athlete feels that way, then they shouldn't play. It's, it's far too important for them to waste their time doing their job. And by the way, if you work at Walmart, if you're an anchorman on the news, if you're a rock star, if you're a rapper, if you're otherwise, it's, it's too important. There are too many things going on. You shouldn't be doing your job, according to what you're saying to me there. You shouldn't be doing your job. It's too important. It's crazy to me. 855-212-4CBS. You can get in with us. It's the John Kincaid Show, CBS Sports Radio. This is the John Kincaid Show. He really wants to hear from you, even if he doesn't always act like it. Call the John Kincaid Show now at 855-212-4CBS. We'll review uh, what's going on in the world of college football with uh, Zach Barnett from College Football from Football Scoop coming up in just a few moments. Have conversation there. I am baffled, uh, honestly, by the logic behind the last call. America doesn't deserve sports anymore. 
uh, one of our fine listeners here, a gentleman who uh, is very clearly um, just I'm not going to tell you who he works for. He works for a political candidate um, and he's on the left side of the political spectrum. He said, John, I'm an African-American man. I'm 48 years old and I'm currently working for a political campaign. Uh, Please do not mention the candidate I'm working for. It'll appear at the bottom of my email. And it does. Uh, He says America doesn't deserve sports. He said that America doesn't deserve rap music. And America doesn't deserve television shows and movies. America doesn't deserve any kind of entertainment then. He says, I don't know where that guy was going. He says, I disagree with you often. I've been inspired to call. I found your email address and wanted to send you an email. And I appreciate that. And look, we disagree, and that's great. And that's awesome. Another uh, person here on social media saying that for every one person that wants to leave the United States of America and leave this country, applying for citizenship in another country, he said, I can only go off 2017 numbers. They were the quickest that I could find. There are 15,740 that want to come in. I do not know. He's, he's telling me these numbers. He's calling the numbers. He says it's 15,740 to one. Problems? Is this perfect? No. That's why we're trying to form a more perfect union. It's never going to be perfect. And the discourse is awesome. There is no such thing as shut up and dribble, which is like the biggest fake argument out there. Oh, you guys want people to shut up and dribble. No. Every single player, every single person, every single should use their forum, their personal time to advance whatever cause they wish. But in sports, I think it's dangerous. Doc in Jacksonville joins us. I have a brother named Doc. How are you, Doc? Hey, good morning, guys. I am really enjoying the show, but it seems like America's America has been dumbed down or we're losing our common sense because sports should be the great united uniter. It doesn't matter who you are. If you're sitting out there in the stand, you could be a white bum standing near a black lawyer and enjoying the game. But now sports is becoming a divider. If you are at a business meeting with your job and you take a knee during the meeting, during the meeting, they're going to think you're crazy. My problem, my issue is if you got a problem with McDonald's, you don't take the burger back to Pizza Hut to complain. When you, like Colin Kaepernick, he would have had everybody left and right on his side with the issue that he had to take a knee, take it to City Hall to the police station and complain both sides will be behind you. I don't want to pay to come see a game to, to see all. They will lose fans. They're going to lose fans. I, I'm an African-American, and I don't pay to go to a game for that foolishness. I come to have fun with whoever's around me and to be united. That's what sports is about. We are losing the whole point of view of what sports is about. It's to get away and for entertainment. I'm telling you guys, we are, and somebody said Tim Tebow versus this guy. Well, they didn't even want Tim Tebow in. They had to complain about Tim Tebow in. Tim Tebow was not, Tim Tebow was not embraced by, it wasn't embraced. Tim Tebow was getting critiqued for it. Because honestly, it's, it's, it's the idea, and Doc, I appreciate your call. I got to run. It's a, uh, 
I, I, I think people forget, yes, celebrity doesn't mean you bring it to the job when you're doing the job. When you're off the job, your celebrity affords you to have a stage, have a forum, that people are going to pay attention to what you talk about. Mike in Brooklyn joins us. Mike, how are you? Mike, how is Brooklyn, by the way? I love Brooklyn. It's good. I'm actually driving I'm driving to South Carolina right now. Oh, are you really? Yeah, yeah. So You're coming I, towards I, a, you're coming towards Atlanta? Uh, yeah, I'm coming towards Atlanta. So, you're coming to my town. You're coming to my town. That's good. All right, buddy. <laughs> Well, I, I, I'm a little baffled, confused by the last two callers, but okay. I, I just want to get my perspective. Sure. So I think the divider is, for instance, when we look at football, football has all these causes, support the troops, cancer awareness, and now we're doing support your cause and put your calls, your calls and your cleats. But nobody really wants to talk about the causes. And normally, at this time right now, we will be talking about captains not having a job. And we and last caller was bringing up Tebow and was like, but yeah, but Tebow got another job with the Jets, but Kaepernick hasn't gotten a job. So sports has been a divider because we have seen a person who lead a team to Super Bowl can't get work, and and the NFL trying to find loopholes to get out of collusion. And then if you and then we look at uh, basketball. Yeah, I know our, our president mentioned about. Um, ratings being low and stuff like that, people not watching. But there, but he, what he's not being honest about is that people are cord cutting, and most people don't have cable, or games are at 1 o'clock when people are in Zoom meetings. So there's a lot of numbers and stuff that we're not seeing that people try to use their own confirmation bias. Okay, now, let, now let, me, let me give you, Mike. First of all, they haven't been having 1 o'clock games for a while now. That was it. that was ago. before. That's that re, no. Re, they're not their ratings even in this in this series, even in this weekend series. Where right. now we're into this the the final eight as they call as I you know just putting it down there. Their right. ratings are down twenty seven percent, and those games aren't being played at one o'clock. They're I being played. If you look at if you look at Nuggets and Utah Jazz game seven, or you look at Houston yes. OKC, those are nationally televised games on ABC, and the numbers were at and. You'll see the numbers between the viewerships of the 18, 18 uh, the 30 year olds, the numbers were right where they were supposed to be. And the thing, but they, you're, again, you're cherry picking a couple games, and that's, that's what you're doing. So you're doing exactly what they did. I got I to gotta run, get the next person. Uh, but you are, you're cherry picking a couple games. Overall, down 27%. That's the fact. Overall, down 27%. And yes, absolutely. There are reasons and there are excuses. And you gave a couple valid reasons. And there are reasons when games are on. Uh, you know, people can't do it. They can't watch maybe uh, time-wise. Maybe it doesn't, uh, doesn't allow them to watch it. There are reasons and there are excuses. The primetime games, especially in the weekend games, there should be no excuse. James in Wisconsin joins us. James, what's going on this morning, brother? Hey, what's going on, buddy? Always good to hear from you. Good to hear you, I don't, I don't agree with some of your stances, but... Uh, we, I'm not here for that. Okay, so <laughs> we always we always have a good dialogue. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I'm just gonna piggyback because that was my point with the uh, other guy. He I think he kind of missed some of the point. Uh, the streaming and and YouTube and who sports and all that stuff is up. Um, the reason why I'm gonna give you a little education on how algorithms and stuff works with live TV. Okay, you're gonna so, give me you're gonna give me rating. I'm in the media, and you're gonna tell me how ratings work. Okay. No, I'm 
No, no, I'm not. No, I'm, I'm not talking no, about. You said you're going to give me an education. I I, 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 I'm going to tell I you. I, I guarantee you, you're not going to tell me anything that I don't know. So go on. Okay. Well, I, I'm just. I, I was before you really interrupted me. I didn't say anything about rating. I said algorithm. Okay. That's the first thing I said. Okay. So in order for a live feed, okay, so I'm going to put it to you like this. You know how Facebook gets those live feeds and then it goes like viral and and things yes, like that. Yes. And you see millions of viewers, okay. Um, most of those things go viral because it's at a standstill video, so you can rebroadcast it, rebroadcast it. The first thing you you hear in sports, whether it's NBA, NFL, or whatever, what's the first thing you hear? This is content of the NBA. Correct. cannot be rebroadcast, re, redistribution, right. and all that good stuff. So it's hard to track those live sports numbers from YouTube and Amazon and who. Okay, why is, why, is, why is baseball, why are baseball, golf, and the NHL, why are they both up? They're up because, okay, okay, okay. They're up. They're, they're, they're supposed to be up because. Why? That, that, that okay, that, and, and, and listen, listen, I'm not one of those guys. That don't no, no, think, no, 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 no. Uh, Why are they up? Home. Why are they up? Why is golf up they're 25%? Up. They're up because look at the ratings they went off of last year. Remember last year we had the conversation that baseball ratings was down. So you and they, and the they have been. Last, right. And, and now you're going off the ratings versus last year versus this year, and the ratings are up. And I Exactly. So why are they up? They're up because the people are more at home. People are more at home, and your generation is more prone to it, baseball. It, it's just the fact. What? What? Okay, now you now you lost. You lost. You're, you're you're lost on this one. Thank you. You've lost. Golf, NBA, and NHL, and all the sports that are back are experiencing some sort of a bump. Look, I mean, it's it's the the numbers are the numbers, and I get you, and all your streaming and all your algorithms, I get it. Bottom line is, if you're not seeing it, you're not seeing it. If you're not seeing it, you're not seeing it. And a business model, we're gonna we're gonna see how it pays off in the future for the NBA. Always serve football with a side of strong opinion. Now back to the J.K. Show on CBS Sports Radio. Oh, we still got to wait a few more weeks to hear this happy tune. But college football is back. It's being played. Next weekend, we get more, well, let's just say major conference A-list teams taking to the field for the first time. Zach Barnett follows it all, covering college football for Football Scoop, and he joins me here on the J.K. Show, CBS Sports Radio. That music to me, Zach, tells me it's not going to be 95 degrees anymore. And uh, there's going to be crisp, cool air, which is what I'm really praying for. And we're going to see real big-time college football, and I can't wait for it. How are you doing today? Oh, my gosh. I nearly fainted when you started playing that music. I'm so, I'm so ready for it. You're ready for it. And, it yeah. the, and I think people are really ready for it, too. Do you find that with your readers, your followers, that they're just oh. they're dying for this to get back? Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we were all yesterday, yesterday afternoon, uh, we had um, Eastern Kentucky 
losing to Marshall, fifty-nine nothing. I think was that was a bad game. That was a bad game. But a had great, Army a great losing yes. or beating Middle Tennessee, 49 nothing, and no one was complaining. These were those were terrible, horrible, bore, uninteresting games. But we were all grateful for it because starving uh, people don't complain about the food they're given. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, I had a caller earlier this morning tell me America doesn't deserve sports anymore. So I've been losing my mind over that for like a half hour. So it's good to be able to talk with you. So as, as this progresses, yesterday, story breaks about Tennessee. Uh, Jer- Jeremy Pruitt does not have a scrimmage because he holds 44 players out. And they run with the scary headline. When in reality, seven players testing positive and keeping out 37 people due to contact tracing. Uh, there, there are a lot of people that I think are w- really saying, wait a minute, my opinion's going to be right eventually. It's going to be right. They shouldn't be playing. Yeah, uh, I mean, the, the contact tracing really is the biggest hurdle uh, that we're going to have to clear this way. It's not necessarily players uh, getting infected. It's just the players that they live, the players who are infected living with or uh, In proximity next to yeah. uh, meeting with that are the biggest hurdle. And I think the the perspective that I've tried to have, uh, that I've tried to keep moving forward, is that, yeah, it, it's new that, you know, Tennessee had, couldn't scrimmage yesterday because they had 44 players that were unavailable. But it's also new that SMU and Texas State played and North Texas and uh, Houston Baptist played and so on and so forth. Uh, that's just as newsworthy. The fact the games that happen are just as newsworthy as the games that don't. And I think we would all be well served to keep that in mind. Although, uh, unfortunately, I think I'm fighting a losing battle there. I think you really are, and 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 that is a shame because again, this has become very much uh, sort of like a like it's like a political football. I put it more as members of the media just wanting to be right. And I fall victim to that sometimes. I want to be right very, very much when I when I have an opinion, when I have a stance. I'm hoping to be right. But this is about uh, getting these teams back on the field. And right now, there's a lot of talk about the Pac-12 and the Big Ten sort of wanting things to hold up. They want things to be held up. But maybe maybe we could hold up and then have the college football playoff. Maybe we can hold up and do something. I'm like, wait a minute. If, if the Pac-12 and the Big Ten decide to ignore the science that the SEC, Big 12, and the ACC have gotten, they get what they get, right? Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, the, the Pac-12 and the Big Ten uh, came to the same decision at nearly the exact same time, but the, the response could not be more different. I mean, the, 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 the Pac-12 showed their work. They released 12 pages, uh, 12-page report explaining why they came to their decision and you haven't heard a peep of discontent out of the West Coast. And certainly a lot of that has to do that they're just not as passionate about football. But that doesn't mean they – just because they're not as passionate doesn't mean they don't care. I mean, Correct. those players, those coaches, those teams, they care tremendously, and they want to play just as bad as everyone else. But, you know, that, that conference has been forthright and forthcoming about uh, the decision they came to. And then – you know, the, the big news this week was that they have uh, reached uh, an agreement to, to have daily testings coming here in a few weeks. And so, you know, they're on, they're on the comeback trail. Meanwhile, the Big Ten, uh, you know, it's been leak central in that conference because there's been no communication. Even it's been now uh, we're almost a month since they've canceled and they still don't have a plan. 
They still don't. They don't have any sort of daily testing breakthrough. There's been zero official communication. So, uh, in the in the absence of uh, real information, we get a black market of of sources and leaks from who knows what what's uh, you know most likely from the coaches and ads people that uh, want to push their own agenda that don't really have a say in, in what actually happens. The um, Zach Barnett, thanks, Philippe, for joining me here from Football Scoop. So let's get to it. If uh, if I was to tell you, all I'm reading is Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma. Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma, and then there's a lot of people seem to be leaning Georgia. If there was a college football playoff between the three conferences, uh, do do any of those three teams are they even seriously in danger? Any of those three teams? If I was just to give you Alabama, Clemson, and Oklahoma to be challenged. Uh, you know, it's funny, ESPN, their, their uh, FPI or whatever it is, gave Clemson an 89% chance to make the playoffs. And at first I was just shocked because 89% is a huge number when they've still got 11 games ahead of them. But at the same time, I couldn't disagree with it. I, I have a really hard time not seeing Clemson make the playoffs, especially you know this season given that the, the, uh, the competition is going to be so much less for, the, for those four spots. Uh, I don't really think Oklahoma is going to make it. I think their uh, I, I think their offense has a chance to actually be better. At least their passing game has a chance to be better than it was at the end of the season. Uh, their offense is really broken by the end of the year by Oklahoma standards. But I think I think Texas is just better than them. I think they've got better. I think uh, their their coaching is going to be on an equal level as Oklahoma, and their talent's better. So I, I think Texas is going to get over the hump and. Uh, you know Alabama. I, I think you know they they took a, they had a really down year by Alabama standards last year, and they still finished in the top ten. So uh, it, it, it they're still so talented, even though uh, they lose to uh, um, and they they do have to play Georgia, they do have to play LSU in an SEC schedule. But I, you know I'll I'll be really really surprised if Clemson doesn't make it. I'll be really surprised if Alabama doesn't make it. And I won't be surprised at all if Oklahoma doesn't make it. Let's get to uh, let, let's get to some of those other stories, though. Give me give me a program or two that I've got to watch. A, a program or two that I got to watch out for that you believe this year could make a splash that maybe people aren't talking about right now. Uh, a, a lot of people in Big Twelve country are really excited about Iowa State. Uh, this is a team that if they make the Big Twelve championship. Uh, a lot of people will be saying, "I told you so," um, and you know, if they win that game, a lot of people will be saying, uh, "Look, at, see there." They, they've got uh, Brock Purdy's a really good, underrated quarterback, really fun, uh, a really fun, you know, college-specific quarterback. Uh, they, they've got great tight end play. Uh, they've got great linebacker play. They're, they're really well coached. They're really sound. I mean, they they very they came, they came a two-point pass away last year from beating Iowa State in Norman, which would have been their second straight – or from beating Oklahoma in Norman, excuse me, which would have been their second straight win in Norman. Uh, obviously, and then they, they get Oklahoma at home this year. Uh, they beat Texas last year. So th- this is a really good team, I think. I think they had a chance to be uh, this year's Baylor in that conference. And then I'm really excited about Tennessee, uh, given uh, – obviously, uh, let's hope they get those 44 players back. But, um, you know, the way they started, they were a disaster last year, losing to Georgia State, losing to BYU. And then they ended up being a, a competent team this year. And their quarterback, 
Jared Garantano is back for, I believe it's his 12th season in Knoxville. It does uh, seem and, that way, doesn't it? Yeah. Man. And, and, you know, this, this could be an eight, nine win team that, you know, if, if things break the right, the right way, then maybe, maybe we get to November and they're still in the conversation to get to Atlanta for the SEC championship. Zach, uh, looking forward to the college football season right around the corner and some big games coming up in just a few weeks, which is exciting. And we'll get to see some of the contenders get into action. So appreciate your call. And we're going to have to check you out on uh, follow along on Twitter and read your stuff with Football Scoop. Thank you. Thank you for your time this morning. Thank you. Thanks, Zach. Zach joined us here on the JK show on CBS Sports Radio. And we've got uh, we'll have real games coming here. (laughs) The real games are coming. It was just good to see any any kind of college football yesterday. And yes, there were some bad games. I mean, I know everybody's looking for it. We're, we're all looking for it, but man, there were some bad games. Anthony, four states is my line of the day for you in the, uh, in the NHL. Four states remain. And in the year of COVID, they have all been COVID hotbeds. You got Florida taking on the state of New York. And you, have Nevada, and you have Nevada, who has been hot just recently more, taking on the state of Texas. In the year of COVID, we have four American, four American states that have truly lived through coronavirus at various different times, highs, lows, and otherwise, and we finally get to see them compete for the Stanley Cup. Now we're all in Edmonton together, we're ready to battle it out. We're all in Edmonton, Alberta. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Ed, Edmonton, Alberta. That's where it all gets played out. Sometimes you just uh, you, sometimes you get what you deserve. Now, does America deserve the NHL? Because we had that caller earlier. By the way, that got a lot of reaction. I think from we people. do. That got a lot of reaction from people. People just appalled at that statement. America doesn't deserve sports. Well, where do you draw the line then? If you're going to say that, and that's what I say is that then, then America doesn't deserve anything, right? We there's no entertainment that we deserve. I could tell you that uh, we we. We don't deserve. I'm trying to think of other things we don't deserve. There are a lot of bad movies. There are certain things we don't need. I don't need another Ben Affleck movie. America doesn't deserve another Ben Affleck movie. If we're going to start playing this game, there's a lot of things America doesn't deserve. Please. Another Real Housewives show. America doesn't deserve that either. All right, coming up. I've told you that the Vikings and the Bills are going to the Super Bowl. And a lot of you think I'm nuts. We'll get to that next. Final hour of the John Kincaid Show. Coming your way on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 